This is TurnbuckleTrash.net. Pro wrestling from a fan's perspective. I love video games and pro wrestling. With three fans who know how to talk some trash. None of these cross-eyed mouth breathers deserve to hear this voice. I guess it's time to take out the trash. Hi everyone, it's Dave Denton once again, and you are listening to a ton of buckle trash. It is uh, Dave and... What? You going to say something for me? Mm-hmm. Say something for me. Oh, here we go. Let, let me talk to you. <laughs> let me no. talk to oh. you. Let yeah. me talk to you. James Christopher Man. Evans. How you doing, yes, sir. Mr. Evans? That's a beautiful, yeah. beautiful day here in Statesville. The clouds are up, but uh, we've got a, almost like me, we have a 15-pound ham on the smoker. It's rolling right now. Hopefully, it'll be done before I go to bed tonight. But well, man, has it been roasting all over the WWE and what has been going on? Well, I've been sitting on my 15-pound ham, I mean, but that's <laughs> just one cheek. Uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Chris, we, right. we tried to hook up this uh, last podcast, and we were mm-hmm. unable to do it because, hey, life was happening. I was not feeling well, and uh, you were changing jobs at that time and moving and whew. Yep. Just been busy. So uh, before we get too deep into some other uh, news of going on right now, I wanted to give you uh, a chance to talk about the two deaths that affected us so much just within 24 hours of us, uh, you know, our, our last podcast. And that was of the great Terry Funk, a legend in this business. And I know you were a fan. Oh, Terry Funk, the king, basically the king of hardcore wrestling. Man, his his style of wrestling was just something that it would make your jaw drop and say, how are you not dead? <laughs> um, how are you not still walking? It doesn't matter because Terry Funk will always be a legend. Um, he went from the NWA World's Heavyweight Champion to AAA all the way down to the indie market and coming back up, had a run in the WWF. He has been everywhere. I think the greatest match I have, the two greatest matches, let me take the two greatest matches I've ever witnessed was um, him and Flair and uh, Terry Funk and Jerry Lawler in the empty arena match. Yeah. Probably the two best ones I've seen. Now Zane uh, and I talked. Zane and I talked a little bit about the that empty arena match, which you can uh, check on the YouTube. Uh, it, it is it's so good uh, how they set this up, how they produced it, how they went through it. Lance Russell was the announcer, did a fantastic job. But uh, I don't know if I've ever told you this. I know I've said it uh, on this last podcast, but I'll tell you right now. The time I had a chance to meet Vince Russo, now this was a couple of years ago, and I met Vince uh, Russo in, uh, well, it was in Salt Lake City. And we were just talking and having a, a good time laughing and and uh, things like that. But we started talking about Terry Funk. And I said something about being a Memphis wrestler. You know, I was a, a Memphis wrestling fan and how I grew up listening, uh, watching that. And he says, well, you know where we got the idea for The Rock and uh, Mankind in the empty arena match that we did at halftime that time? I said, well, it was the empty arena match with Funk and 
And uh, uh, Jerry Lawler, he says, one of the best matches ever. And I agreed with Vince Russo on something. Ah, <laughs> uh, the devil in Prada, Mr. Russo, yes. <laughs> but I tell you what, if you want to watch a match, ladies and gentlemen, and you want to watch something that was a storytelling match, it was Terry Funk and um, Jerry Lawler. My eye, my eye. My eye, my eye. It was yeah. unreal good. It was so good, but it was, they told a story in the ring. I'm sure Lawler had so many stories about Terry Funk, but if you saw him when before he had passed, Terry was the shell of himself. It was all the years of the bumps, the grinds, the road, but man, he is a legend. He'll always be a legend, and uh, may his, his family find peace in his, his passing, and uh, that was a very sad little thing to have, and then not even 24 hours um, we have another one yeah that one that one hit a little bit close I don't I knew that he was having problems with his heart uh -huh. with COVID he was going to make a comeback and there was rumors that he was about to but then he just went downhill yeah they said it would happen very I'm, very quickly with Bray Wyatt he was so creative that's what uh, yeah. I'm going to miss is uh, I, I miss his character. I mean, the Wyatt family to me was brilliant. Brilliant. Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. At first, I wasn't a fan. I figured they were making just, he was, you know, how the WWE does sometimes. They, they bring you in, and then they bury you. But they saw something in him, and uh -huh. you could tell they did. When he brought up the Bray Wyatt, it was just him. He had it down perfectly, and then the Firefly Funhouse, oh. and then the, then he wins the World Heavyweight Championship, then he wins the Universal Championship. We figured, okay, now the WWE is finally understanding what the fans want. They get it, and then it just broke off after Alexa Bliss, and the, you know, he looked like Jason Voorhees from every Friday the Thirteenth movie. Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden he gets sick, he gets injured, and then the next day, bam, yeah. gone. Now, uh, recently, Alexis, Bl Alexis Bliss uh, did have her child. She, that's why she hasn't been around. She was pregnant, and she had a little girl, and she, I, I don't know, I can't remember the full name, but she did use the middle name as a salute to Bray Wyatt. And uh, mm. just really, just, I mean, he was so did. good at what he did. Yes. And that was because, like you said, he was portraying a character that was kind of like him. And it just fit him so well now. And everybody was wanting him back. And it hit a lot of wrestlers the hard way. I mean, you saw the ones that I put on the Facebook page, Rusev yeah. and, and Rollins and everybody. And he just... It, it was just right out of the left field. It was almost like the ultimate warrior there in the ring. And then the next day gone. Yeah, and anytime you have somebody who is mm -hmm. young that passes way too early, especially that's in the entertainment business, uh, they have a tendency, uh, you know, to, to, to the shock value I, is more than someone like a Terry Funk. And I'm not trying to compare them. I'm not trying to compare what the, uh, the people uh, mourning, but you get 
people when they're young that will kind of go overboard a little bit at times. But right now, I don't see it as going overboard for Bray Wyatt because he was that talented. And I think I think that character, his character, meant a lot to a lot of people. It did, and it, it, bled, it bleeds over to a lot of other uh, to wrestlers because there was a lot of tributes. And a lot of people are saying that they believed in themselves because of Bray Wyatt. Wow. And they, they wanted to keep going because of Bray, because they were showing that, hey, you can have the worst gimmick in the world at first and then turn out to be a legend. Yeah. So it was it was just as shocking as it could be <laughs> that at the blink of an eye, these two legends are gone. Now, if the WWE will do everything correct, and I hope and pray that they will, they'll induct Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania oh, into the Hall of Fame. That's a given. They that's a to. given. That's a given. That's, so. just, that's just, mm, yeah. they'll have to. It'd be interesting but, to I see mean, how much his family gets involved with that. You know, Bo, Bo Dallas, and then his yeah. dad. Uh, uh, just, um, I, I, I was and still am a huge fan. Now, the, the day that Zane and I recorded our part for the last podcast, I was wearing mm-hmm. my Firefly Funhouse T-shirt. And I, yes. I have, I think I counted up five Bray Wyatt action figures in my collection with uh, different outfits and stuff that he wore. And I even have a Lily doll. Hmm. Yeah, so well, you can see I, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Everybody was. I mean, everybody loved the man. They loved the character. But, I mean, can they They can't do anything else with it anymore except for there was a rumor that they were going to try to continue the Bray Wyatt story, but nah. with somebody else. Nah, and it, it, that wouldn't it, work. It, well, it, it, it wouldn't work. It's not going to work. Don't try it. You're just going to stir up a hornet's nest. Right. And, I mean, these two are legends, and they were taken too quickly, but we'll always remember them, and it'll always be memories. I mean, anywhere you go, that's what you see. You'll see the Firefly Funhouse, or you'll hear uh, the song of of Bray Wyatt, but we'll always remember them. They'll they'll be the greatest. I think one of the great moments in professional wrestling history, and I'm not saying, because I said it when it happened, I'm going to say it again. One of the great moments I have ever witnessed in professional wrestling was when Bray Wyatt brought out that children's choir and they were singing, he's got the whole world in his hands. Oh, That yeah. would freaked me out. And then they had the great storyline with John Cena after that. And I, I had heard or read that was a Bray Wyatt's uh, idea to do that. It was unreal good i mean i loved it but if you and cena said it brought chills to his arms oh i yeah when, mine when, too when he started hearing that he said it just brought chills and yeah it would but i mean think about it the man had a heck of a mind for the business right. and now that this has happened will the wwe you know what are they going to do for the family will they keep helping them out. I mean, he's still, I mean, he's a legend. Yeah. And you know, so, uh, his wife, uh, or his, uh, lady friend, I don't know if they were uh, married or not. Jojo was a former employee of the WWE also, but yeah, we'll have to see. I mean, 
And that's not our business uh, to see what they do. And, of course, with the business changes in the WWE and the the takeover, what's going on. But, Chris, before we get into what's going on now, uh, I want to replay something that I did uh, with uh, a salute to both uh, Bray Wyatt and Terry Funk. Now, it this took me, honestly, it took me two days to do them. I mean, it was a labor of love uh, with uh, mm-hmm. some highlights in Bray Wyatt and some highlights of Terry Funk. And I'm going to play those right now, okay? This is TurnbuckleTrash.net. We're here. Behold, a new face of fear. Eric Rowan is and always has been my brother, just as Luke Harper is my brother, just as Braun is my brother. We are brothers united in blood. me okay yeah, this is a, a version of me that I'm, I've never got to introduce to you guys before this is just me being me genuine me for the first time together again someday. I saw it in my dreams. This is the Firefly Fun House. And my name is Bray Wyatt. Yowie wowie. We're going to have so much fun here. I used to be a very bad man. I'm really sorry for what I did. I mean, all of you forgive me. Right? Can't you hear them singing? Can't you hear them singing with me? Brothers and sisters, he's got the whole world in his hand. He's got the whole world in his hand. He's got the whole world in his hand. He's got the whole world in his head. Now who is Bray Wyatt? I could give you a million definitions. Because I have a thousand names. We're here.
from the Double Cross Ranch in Amarillo, Texas, weighing 260 pounds, Harry Funk. You know, spreading around in that Texas town. About to check outside the game. You know what I'm talking about. Just let me know if you wanna go to that I'm talking about the fella that looks like a frog, breaks down like a shotgun, and stinks like a dog. Stinks like a dirty egg-sucking dog. Egg-sucking dog. Egg-sucking dog. Is there anything wrong with that attitude? I might slap you right in the face. Your voice has changed, but your breath is still the same. Whenever I say that Ric Flair has a banana nose, that makes his feet a little bit itchy, but it doesn't make him that mad. Whenever I say that he has horse teeth, that bothers him somewhat. Whenever I say that he looks like Barbara Bush in drag, that also bothers him somewhat. And I have no respect for that fat, no good, egg-sucking cockroach, Dusty Rhodes. If you take a horse that's an idiot and you breed it to another idiot, do you know what you have? I'm 99% sure you're gonna have another damn idiot. Because he obviously is a putrid-looking fat who should be wearing a 48 triple C cup. Egg-sucking dog. We did it our way. Not like the WCW. We did it our way. Not like AAA, New Japan, All Japan, FMW. We did it our way. Not like the ultimate fighting organizations. We did it our way. Because I'm middle-aged and crazy, crazy like a fox. Hey, I want to tell you kids something. Don't believe in Santa Claus. And remember, old yeller ain't no dog. And who is it? It's Terry Funk. More dangerous than a hollow-eyed scorpion. I'm coming. From the Double Cross Ranch in Amarillo, Texas, weighing 260 pounds, Terry Funk. Yeah, who's on his feet, the stray cat, is he ready? Let's go to the match, please. I'd like to get old Hacksaw Jim Duggan's tuba for and do a little work on you. Tag me, tag me, tag me, please! What do you call that, a flying springboard knee to the face? Oh, that works. All the fans here, with their, it's just two guys rolling around in spandex together, so... This is Turnbuckle Trash. I mean, that was good. That was some good work right there. I loved it. That's just, it almost brought a tear to the eye. That's what Zane said. (laughs) Zane said he actually broke down.
And oh yeah, I did I heard a little bit. Podcast. Yeah. yeah, and when I was with, talking yeah, up with the, the rocking, yeah, with the rocking with, chair, with the rocking chair, with the rocking chair in the middle of the ring. Yeah, yeah. and then when Bre- Becky oh, Wyatt had that uh, that match at the end of Raw, and she was mm-hmm. she was just booing at the end of it. Oh I yeah, loved it. I loved the emotion of it. It was it good. was the emotion was perfect. Yeah. yeah, it was perfect. Okay, so let's get into. Releases and this new business model that uh, WWE has. Okay, there's there's been uh, some news that has come out of the last couple of days and the last couple of weeks uh, that is the merger is through between the company that owns MMA and the WWE, and I'm frustrated. I'll tell you right yep. now. This whole thing with the sale of the WWE and Vince McMahon supposedly, you know, um, supposedly being out but he's in uh, has -hmm. frustrated me to no end. And I've said it once, and I'm going to say it again. Vince McMahon needs to be cooling his heels in jail. He stole almost four, I think it was 14 million. Maybe he's paid it back. I don't know the legalities of it. But if I was a shareholder, and Zane is, I would be upset that he's still involved. Oh, yeah. But that's just me. So let's talk about the merger, the pros and cons of it. What do you think? Uh, The pros, there's not that many. (laughs) Uh, The cons, it's it's still the same product. But... I wonder how long it's going to take for this TKO to show their true colors. And I mean, look at what they just did. They basically went into Titan. They went into the tower. They went into the WWE and told everybody online, not to their faces by zoom. They tell, told everybody, we were going to have a company meeting, whether you're here or not. Right. And guess what? They went bye-bye. Yeah. And that's um, not a totally unusual in a merger yeah. and uh, a business transaction like that. Because when somebody has a controlling interest in a business or somebody is a new oh. boss, they want yeah. to be able to have their people, the people they trust, have them be involved. And that's... You know, one of the reasons I'm no longer working where I was working. Uh, but uh, that's, that's not totally unusual to have that happen in the corporate world. But I wish they would have thought it out a little bit better because I don't like it. I, I just think there's too many people with experience that they're just tossing it aside because they want a clean house. Well, of course. I mean, I don't blame them for, you know, what they've done and, but some of the releases that they have done makes no sense. There was one good release that they did do, bro. Uh, but yeah, in the in the corporate, I, just don't, in, I don't get it. Yeah, in the, in the corporate office, they laid off one hundred people. Yep. And then they've done about a hundred of the talent, and mm-hmm. uh, you know when you talk about names like Dolph Ziggler. Ziggler probably towards the end of his career, the last time he signed with WWE, he said 
he would be kind of a mid-card enhancement talent to put people mm-hmm. over, but he hasn't been around for a while. I don't know why uh, why they let Dolph go because that was the most talented seller in the business. He sold his moves the best of people I have seen in years. And uh, that oh, one, that one got to me. Yeah, yeah, there was a backlash. There, there was a backlash from that. I mean, even seen as like the hardest worker in the comp, one of the hardest workers in the company, and you turn him loose. Yeah. What's the deal? Now, will he end up in All Elite? Does he have a brother? Yes, he has a brother that does wrestle uh, for uh, the All Elite Wrestling. He's like uh, lower uh, mid card. Uh, he's an enhancement okay. talent, and he he hasn't really uh, become a star yet, but he he is there. So, well, I mean, if it's possible, and we do see him go to AEW, I don't see him as a high performance. But yet again, that's what we thought about a lot of these people, and then look at where they are now. I mean, will AEW be picking a lot of these talents up? Huh. Uh, Doubtful. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't see it. I really don't see it. But I mean, you never know. We we could actually see Dolph Ziggler in AEW. We may see uh, someone else in AEW that's right. been. You know, we just talked about this before the podcast that there's a lot of uh, rumors going around that Edge has signed with All Elite. Uh, you know, Matt Riddle has signed with All Elite. That's what we don't know. We don't know. And yeah. I just absolutely burns me when I see these social media posts that they've obviously, mm-hmm. you know, got a little template that they can put a wrestler's page there and say, um, you know, Matt Riddle is all elite. You know, unless you cite your source, and I'm going back yep. to my journalism here, <laughs> unless you can cite a source, you might as well be. Urinating in the wind, okay? I'm just going to say that because you don't know and you will never know. I don't trust these people online. I don't trust you, okay? No. If you got an idea and you think, and then, it, you know, maybe a feeling that's going to happen, say it's a feeling or I wish it would happen. and But now they'll say, well, I was the first one to break that news that the that he did sign because, uh, you know, you, if you follow me on social media, you'll get all the insights. Well, you don't know, Jack. Adam Copeland has arrived! Hi, it's Dave, and I just wanted to put in here because uh, we've been talking about Edge and uh, the possibility of him going to AEW and more. Now, I was kind of onto the social media guys that, uh, they always put this thing on, and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. This time they were right. Edge is now in AEW. Adam Copeland has arrived! So the media scrum last night, we're going to put uh, some of the audio together uh, so you can hear Edge talking about joining AEW and Feeling free, it kind of makes you think that he was putting a little bit of a dig into 
the other the other company company company, other, company, 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 company. Well, we all know who we're talking about here so was it a dig or not we'll we'll talk more about that on the next pod but right now let's take this highlight of wrestle dream from seattle washington we're talking about adam copeland better known as edge at this point of his career is now in all elite mr adam copeland Thank you very much, sir. Thank you for having me. So, so what's new? Well, I'd like to begin uh, by welcoming Adam to AEW. And I thought it was a great show tonight. Thank you, everybody, for being here tonight at AEW Wrestle Dream. Uh, it was an amazing event. Thanks to all of you. And I'd like to announce Adam Copeland has officially signed with AEW. Yeah. Congrats on being all elite. And something I'm really excited about, uh, something that I think is going to set this apart. And... Uh, something that got me even more excited uh, about Adam being here is this is full-time. Adam's going to be with us every week. He's going to wrestle. He's a full-time part of the AEW roster. I think it's going to be... Part of coming here is that I wanted to contribute. Um, I, uh, I wanted to help. And I just felt like here I'd really be able to do that and have the opportunity to do that. And I look at an entire fresh roster of faces and... And so many talent that I've never laid hands on before. And that, that to me, as a person who is uh, driven by challenges, that for me was the biggest thing. Like, I've never been in a ring with Samoa Joe. I've never stood in a ring with Sting before tonight. After 31 years in the industry, that's never happened. Um, and then I see a guy like Nick Wayne or I see Swerve. There's, there's just so many possibilities here. And for me at this stage of my career, that is so enticing. That is so exciting. That is so, uh, you know, I, I said it out there <clears throat> after the fact, when I came back out there tonight, I felt free. I, I, that's just the word that, that like, I, I felt free and it felt fun. And I felt almost like the same feeling I would have when I'd, I'd come out for my indie shows. You know, back when I was either Adam Impact or Sexton Hardcastle or something, and it was this brand new thing that I always wanted to do, and 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 that feeling, I felt it out there tonight. And that, at this stage of my career, to feel that, that's special. That's, uh, man, like, come on, 31 years in, and to feel that way, that that's a gift. And this is all I ever wanted to do, and this feels like an opportunity to come in and not just come in every three months. Like, I can be there every week. You know, I'm a, I'm a full-time guy and uh, I want to do that for as long as that is possible because I feel like that's how I can help the most. And um, more than anything, that's, that's what I'm here to do. This is the best gig in the world. It, it really is. I'm a kid from Southern Ontario and this is all I ever wanted to do. And if you had told me that 98% of what would happen to me throughout my career would happen, I'd say, you're crazy. Well, throw this onto the list. And at the top of the list now, because my God, it just, uh, man, I just, I can't tell you how excited and, and even just, this is turnbuckletrash.net. There is one, there is one on Facebook that has his podcast. And I mean, he's got all this fancy equipment and he has the cameras and everything. And he, he starts just jumping up and down when things go right or wrong. And he's saying, what about me? What about the fan? Well, I had to type in and say, well, what about you? Yeah. Do you think they care? No, they don't give two hoots. They got your money. They got your attention. That's what they wanted. And guess what? You bought into it. Well, there, you know, there's you nothing. There's it. nothing wrong with being a fan. 
And I, no. I think, you know, when we talk about what we feel, we always preface it saying, you know, we don't have the inside information. This is what I wish would happen because I'm a fan. And I think you are the same way. I know Zane's the same way because these people, they want to put it out as fact because they want everyone to think that they know everything. And you don't uh-huh. know, you don't, you don't know how to dust your boots off, Bubba. Just makes me angry. It, it just yeah, it frustrates the living daylights out of me when somebody thinks that they know everything about professional wrestling and they don't know how to walk and chew gum at the same time. But don't tell me something that we've seen storylines like this before, Ugh. and it turns out to be something else. Let's just put, let's just we've put it seen, this way: I mm-hmm. I kind of got on a guy on the, on Facebook because he was complaining about none other than L.A. Night. Yeah. yeah! And he was saying, he's just a Stone Cold wannabe. He's stealing his gimmick from The Rock and Stone Cold. And I said, you know what? I've been watching this guy for about six years now. First time I saw mm-hmm. him was championship wrestling out of Hollywood. Then he moved on yeah. to Impact, did the same stick there. He's done the same stick that he did when he was in NXT, Obviously, this guy is not a wrestling fan because he would have known that. No, he, you know, he might have got the idea from Stone Cold, but he's not copying him in the least. No. It's who he is. And, uh, yep. I, it, yeah. Well, the I'm biggest, the, brakes on. the biggest one that, yeah, the biggest one that really hit me for a loop is when Kevin Nash. Started in on L.A. Night yeah. about his gimmick. Uh, now, there's somebody to, you know, start talking about gimmicks. You were Oz, okay? <laughs> you were Vinny Vegas. Don't get me started on gimmicks. I mean, come on, dude. Just because somebody has a spotlight on them and you think you're stealing something, you stole gimmicks all the dang time. Rick, and what does L.A. Night do? Yep, go ahead. Rick Flair. Nature Boy yep. Buddy Roberts. I mean, he would tell you. He would tell you he stole yep. that gimmick. Uh, Jesse Ventura mm-hmm. and uh, uh, who was the other body guy? Uh, and w- I can't I can't remember because I never saw him. Paul Rondorf? No, there was a, a guy back no. in the old WWF days. Um, mm-hmm. Wasn't Vin- I can't remember because he made it. He was still wrestling at the beginning of the Hulk Hogan era. But Hogan took a lot of stuff from him. You know, the 21-inch yeah. biceps. That was from oh, yeah. this other wrestler. There is nothing Billy Graham? new. Yeah. Yeah. Superstar. Billy Graham. Superstar Billy superstar Graham. Superstar Billy Graham. And when I interviewed uh, none other than the superstar, Bill Dundee, you know what he claims? What's that? Honky Tonk Man stole his gimmick. Dressing yep, like Elvis. There is, there, yep, because there's a photo of him. Dressed like Elvis, yeah. that honky tonk stole the gimmick. They were the Bond Bombers then. Yeah, and then Wayne Ferris was uh, was part of that group, and he went yeah. on to become the honky tonk man. So people stole will know my gimmick talking. with a jumpsuit to get the Vince McMahon. Yeah, he did, didn't he? That, well, that's uh, where he saw it. He was in Memphis when I was doing it. I remember that. He, when he, he didn't have friggin' black hair when he went up there. He had blonde hair. That's you're you're just bringing back my memories. I. I agree with you, Bill. Uh, so, but everybody steals something from somebody. Yeah, and why not just sit back and say, you know what? That's cool. That's cool. And yes. I'll, I'll say this about you know the megastar, 
L.A. Knight. Yeah. yeah. That he's got a charisma. He's got a certain mm-hmm. something about him. Somebody that doesn't have that in them couldn't pull it off. They just couldn't do it. It's called presence. Mm-hmm. Anybody that has performed on stage, done anything in the entertainment business, you've come across people that have it and people mm-hmm. that don't have it, and that's called presence. Because I think I told this story the last time with Zane, but the uh, second Mummy movie with Brendan Fraser mm-hmm. and the one that had Dwayne Johnson in it. That, yeah. Okay, so they're doing their dailies, and that's when they're looking at what they had recorded before. And they looked at that and they said, wow, we need to get something for The Rock. That was the Scorpion King, the, you know, yep. the one he stored. Mm-hmm. And that's what got him started because they saw how the camera loved Dwayne Johnson, and it still does. And that kind of gets me to the next portion. Are you ready? Go for it. John Cena, The Rock, SmackDown, Denver, Colorado. Oh, my word. What a reaction they got. That was one of the Mm -hmm. best crowd reactions I have seen in a long time. Oh, it was. I mean, if they come out in a wheelchair, they'll get a pop. Right. I mean, it it was amazing how those two could still be over out of all this time. But let's face it, there will never be another John Cena. There'll never be another Rock. And I'm fine with that. There'll never be another Austin. Yeah, Yeah. there'll never be another Austin. Yeah. But that's okay. The new generation is coming. But when we look at the new generation, do we see anybody that's going to, you know, just take off like a bottle rocket? I kind of, I kind of see maybe two. Yeah, Austin Theory has got a mm. huge upside, huge upside, and then Ricky Starks in AEW. Well, Rick, yeah, Ricky Starks is always there. WWE's been looking at him. Yeah, and uh, the, because WWE's the, been looking at everybody. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, to me, he has more of an upside as far as potential stardom than MJF. Yeah, now, I'm, I'm, I'm saying that. I'm, because I got tired, so tired of MJF stick right away. But Ricky Stark has been doing this. And I saw Ricky a couple of years ago before he went to NWA. I think it was one of the last championship wrestlings from Hollywood I could get. Yeah, he was on, he was on that for a while. And then I saw him when he was in NWA. And then when he signed uh, with AEW, I said, oh, boy, this is, this is good. And I mentioned the thing about having that presence and that look about him. And my wife agrees that, you know, the camera likes that guy. Now, he's mm-hmm. also a pretty oh, yeah. good wrestler on top of that. But we'll have to, we'll have to see how that's handled. And but when somebody says that they, they're complaining about a storyline or they're complaining about a wrestler stealing a gimmick, most of the time if they're going to go outright and steal a move or they're going to steal a gimmick, they're going to go to that wrestler and ask for them. I give you an example. The stunner from Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. Kevin went yep. to Stone Cold and asked him about that. He had to have permission. We well, didn't have to have permission. No. He just asked. I mean, he said, look, I'm, I, I want to do this. 
can I do this? Because I know it's your famous move. You're the, this is how it got started. Yeah. And Austin gave him his blessing. Yeah. Go right ahead. Take it. Yeah. Because I mean, Austin ain't going to use it anymore. What can he do? <laughs> I mean, he'll, he'll come in every now and then it won't, maybe he'll give Dana White the stunner one day. We'll never know. <laughs> Heck, it, I doubt that'll ever happen, but <laughs> you know, it, it could happen. Dana White gets stone cold. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. I could see that on, on Facebook. Jeez. So, but let me ask you this: go ahead. Are, are you impressed with Are you impressed with TKO? Are you not going to be impressed? What do you see coming about this? I'm still leaving the door open for what's going to happen because I know this this merger took a long time to put together, but mm-hmm. the day to day business of running a promotion from professional wrestling to MMA to whatever other things that they're involved with has got to be a learning curve. And the yeah. learning curve, you're going to have some hits, you're going to have some misses, you're going to have somebody that's going to work for you, that's going to be fantastic, and then you're mm-hmm. for some reason, you're going to let them go. And they'll yep. hit off doing something different. Or you're going to have oh, somebody yeah. that you hire that you are just saying, yep. well, they're filling, you know, they're just kind of filling the seat right now. And they're going to... Yeah. Be blossom they're going to become you know huge and it, it it's just a crap shoot you know and it, if you're a fan you either like it or not and that's the problem with professional wrestling fans they are so vocal that and i don't want to say it's completely wrong because it's kind of unique in in the entertainment industry to have these fans mm-hmm. that are so vocal and in, in their feelings and I'm not, I don't want to get on too much because I don't want them to, lo- the, to lose that passion for their favorite wrestlers or their favorite organization. But you and I and Zane, we're all kind of built different from a lot of oh, yeah. wrestling fans because we just enjoy the process. We enjoy the show. We enjoy the storylines. Sometimes we do and sometimes we don't. Three hour raw. <laughs> I still like three hour raw. I hate it. Go ahead. I'm calm. Oh. I'm calm. So wow. now, now comes the word mm-hmm. that uh, new contracts are up around this time. And it looks like mm-hmm. that uh, sometime, uh, probably about October of 2024, that's what I can glean from all the stuff, that we're going to lose SmackDown on Fox. And oh, they're yeah. going to move SmackDown to the USA Network. That means that they're mm-hmm. going to be putting something else in its place, someplace else for Raw and NXT. I would suspect that Raw will get a good placement uh, wherever it winds up inside the Peacock Network or some uh, NBC-owned uh cable channel, whatever they come up with. And then I see NXT going back to just being the streaming service. That's that's the possibility. Now, the one thing, the one thing that I forgot to tell everyone about with this is this contract where uh, it looks like everything's going back to the USA Network. NBC, the over-the-air channel, NBC, bong, bong, bong. They're going to have at least four events a year back on Saturday night. 
so they're going to have four over-the-air events, which they haven't had since I think Saturday night main event. That will be very. That will that will be good. That will be good. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I can't wait to see what NBC is going to do. It's too bad about SmackDown, but we knew SmackDown was a sinking ship like the Titanic. It was getting better and better sometimes, and then it was a hit and miss. It's almost like St. Louis uh, Cardinal baseball. Oh, More misses with them. No, well, go Reds. Yeah. No, but, <laughs> uh, sorry. Uh, but other than that, no, uh, SmackDown was okay, but I'm, I'm sorry to see it go, but maybe NXT can, you know, pick up a little bit. That's very doubtful. It's been a hit and miss, too. Raw, it's a miss sometimes. I mean, Seth Rollins, bless his heart, he tries his best. I mean, he's good, but he can't be the whole show. Yeah. Will they make him lose the title? Because I know he's filming a movie. All right, do you think he'll lose the belt? Not to Shinsuke. To, you don't think so? Nah, it's got to be a bigger name than Shinsuke Nakamura. Just, hmm. At least I think I, that's I, another I, one that's probably going to... I don't know. That's probably another one that's going to go bye-bye will be Shinsuke. Because, I mean, he's... He's had his dis- displeasures with the WWE. Yeah. I mean, he's done a lot of things in there, but never held the world title, never held a, uh, the Universal or World. So yeah. who knows? Maybe Shinsuke says, I'm tired and going to go back to Japan. Now, Vince is still in charge of creative with a lot of help from Triple H. But yeah. there's still a lot of news out there about possible marital difficulties between Triple H and Stephanie. Is that going to affect his status with the big company? It's all speculation do at we, this point. Do, do we know there's actual problems going on? Do it's we know an, this? It's no. an internet rumor, and I hope it's not true. I don't think it's true. I really don't. Yeah. I never thought those two would have any. Yeah, there's there's been some grumblings among the, of the McMahons because of the selling of the company and... You know, Triple H said if Shane was to come back, he's done uh, with the company. That came from his mouth. Uh, but you know what? If, if that was to happen, where would he go? I've heard Triple H wanted to, you know, start his own company. Up. Hey, more What's power he to call? I hope he tries to. That would be great because he's got a great mind for the business. He'd probably come up with some kind of X in the wrestling, you know, like DX or... Something like that. Yeah, so. he, he would, but would Sean follow? <laughs> yes. Probably not. Yeah, you think Sean oh, would follow? Oh, in a minute. In a heartbeat. And then, you know, hmm. I, I think they're that good of friends. Well, we don't know what's going on behind closed curtains, closed doors. We don't know. It's just every time we open up Facebook, there's always something going on. Um, you know, it... it just doesn't make any sense. We're, we're seeing all this. And then you've got the next company and what went on there was a, it was a train wreck. And finally Tony, Tony Khan had some sense and he got rid of a cancer. He, he got rid of it, but it, we don't know the whole story. Yeah. And that's one thing I want to say for the CM Punk fans out there. We don't know the whole story, but there's been, Things coming out that makes me mm-hmm. really th- think less of CM Punk. Yeah. I mean, honestly, Phil, 
I'm sorry. I, I was a fan. I still have my T-shirt from you. But um, sometimes ego can take over a person in, in entertainment. I'm not just going to say yeah. in professional wrestling because, Lord have mercy, I've worked with some egos in radio. Oh, my word. If I'm, I have worked with some of the biggest freaking egos in the world. And let me tell you, I'm probably one of them. I got a little bit of an ego in me because I'm that damn good. But I'm not going to try to hurt somebody else's opportunities. And that's Sorry. what it's kind of going, taking personal vendettas mm-hmm. and trying to hold somebody back. It, it might be, it might have happened for years in professional wrestling. I don't know. I'm not behind the curtain. But I don't work that way. I wouldn't work that way. I won't work that way. But I, I mean, the stuff coming on with uh, with Hangman and the stuff they're talking about the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega and uh, Phil, CM Punk, uh, mm-hmm. it's been eye opening. I think what really got me was the incident with Jungle Boy. Yeah, that's what started it. Yeah, I think. It started with Jungle Boy because we we saw on the pay-per-view him slap the top of the glass. It's real glass. Cry me a river. Right. That's where they said it started from. Yeah. Now, is it true? You have no idea. I have no idea. But CM Punk, again, as usual, over the top. And now look what it has caused. Yeah, and so. I think I th- I think they're going to be okay. Now Punk was brought back, and they added a Collision to the AEW lineup. And of course, you got Punk fans that are saying Collision is no more. It's not going to work because Punk's not there. Well, you know what? I watched Collision last Saturday night, and Dad Gum, it was a good show. It was fun. They had some good wrestling on there some good wrestlers, and they had good storylines. Don't ever think that there's one person more important in any industry, any industry, whether you're a burger flipper or maybe, you know, you go out and clean toilets. Not one person is better than the job or the organization. They're not bigger than that. If you think you are bigger than the organization – Bigger than your job. If you think you can always want to be bigger and you can always want to be better, but if you think that you're more important to a company, then more than likely you're going to find out when you're not getting paid anymore that they don't care. Well, I mean, that's the reason why now rumors are going around that he's going to impact wrestling. Who cares? I, who, yeah, I don't no care. Cares. I don't care. No. And I would love to Nobody be able to, cares. I want to watch Impact. Yeah, And you know what? I probably would watch him if I had an opportunity to. If he goes to Impact or he goes to the NWA or maybe he starts his own organization, whatever. You know, if I had a chance, I'd probably, because I, I love professional wrestling and that's all there is to it. But egos, you know, there's that, you know, let go of my ego. I mean, ego. Uh, but it, an ego in any entertainment business, especially the entertainment business, can ruin a product if it's not.
taken care of. Tony Khan, I believe, took care of that ego and that problem. So, Tony, hats off to you. And for those of you that were complaining about Tony in his statement saying that he feared for his life, you weren't there, were you? Were you there seeing what all this expensive equipment and electronics flying everywhere? Were you there to know how scared he was? No. So be quiet. If you weren't yep. there, you don't know. I wasn't there. I don't know. Yeah. Nobody knows. No one will ever know. And that's that's the problem because everybody thinks they're an expert. These talking heads that are on Facebook, um, these people that think they know everything about professional wrestling and they don't know how to tie their shoe. Um, I don't, I don't listen to them. I just sit there and I laugh at it. And there's one podcast. I can't remember the name of it, but I keep seeing them up there. They got, like I said, all this nice equipment and he just jumps up and down. I don't want it this way. Like I said before, it doesn't need to be like this. Guess what? You don't own the company. You don't own these wrestlers. Sit down, watch your show, and enjoy wrestling. Please. Or alone. If you yeah, uh huh. Or start your own company. <laughs> yeah. And see how long your money lasts, Bubba. See how long your money would well, last, Bubba. It won't last too long, not the way the things are going right now. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah. There's no way. And then one we other thing it. about uh-huh. some of these podcasts. And we do this out of the love of our heart. We're not trying to make money off this, okay? You know, if we could make some money off it, fantastic. But we're not trying. But some of these podcasts, Vince Russo, um, also Bully Ray, um, and, um, oh, what's the dude's name you love? Oh, James E. Cornette. And all mm-hmm. these other ones. That they're starting to get to the point because... And I'm 66. We all know that. I say it all the time. But they're starting to say, When I was a kid, wrestling wasn't that way. And I wish you would go back to the way it was. And they start singing Barbara Streisand songs. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You know what? Things change. And if you don't like it, get out. I get tired, and I think Jim Cornette is so brilliant. And, you know, he is a great storyteller. And then he tells some of the stuff that just behind the scenes that I just love. And then he starts complaining about AEW. starts complaining about Kenny Omega. And you know all the nicknames more than I do because I don't listen to Jim much anymore. Yeah. But, you know, maybe the business has passed him by. Maybe it has. Well, see, Jim Jim can't really talk because he had a wrestling match with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. <laughs> and we have video proof of this. Yeah, I saw that. So, <laughs> so Jim can't really talk about, you know, stupid gimmicks. When he did this, it was for a charity event, but he did it in Smoky Mountain. Yep. So, Jim, you can't talk. You did this. But... I can understand a little bit of why he gets upset, but he's got a passion. He's been in it for a long time. And he wishes he still was. Yeah, things change. Yeah, he still wishes he was in the business, but a lot of organizations and a lot of wrestlers, some people like Jim Cornette, some people don't. 
because yep. he's so passionate. Yeah. But a lot of wrestlers have like said this, look, I'm in the ring. I'm making money. You're on a podcast running your mouth. Two different situations. It's true. Okay. Yeah. In any, you know, I keep on going back to my experience in radio because I was there for 45 mm-hmm. years. Well, of course. Did everything I do in the industry, every bit I did, because I was, I'm a pretty funny guy. I used to do a pretty funny mm-hmm. morning show. Uh, and But did everything, every bit I did, every time I opened the microphone, was it a home run? No. no. And that's why you learn from your mistakes, and then you look back and say, could I have done this better? And I think that people like Dutch Mantel, another brilliant person, uh, a person like uh, Vince Russo and uh, for James E. Cornette, they need to start remembering their misses more than their hits. And oh yeah, I I, I wish they would uh, they would just say, you know what, this is my opinion. If I was in charge, I would have done it this way. But not everything I did was perfect. And then maybe yeah. cite, you know, like Vince Russo citing, um, the, the, oh, who's the actor? Oh. Who's the actor who became champion in WCW? Uh, David Arquette. Yeah, cite that David Arquette was a bad idea. Although Vince Russo, to my face, said he never thought that was a bad idea, putting the the belt on Vince Ru- on David Arquette. That was one of the biggest hmm. mistakes I had ever seen. But there's there's a time oh, when yeah. you have to say, I didn't do that right. That wasn't as good as I I thought it was going to be, and that's why I get upset at some of these podcasters that I still have the greatest respect for. I don't want to say that I don't have respect for them and like what their ideas were and what they did for the business. But sometimes they still think that they are omnipotent, that they can do no wrong. And let me tell you, you can do wrong. Because your stuff oh, yes. does stink sometimes. Yes, it does. <laughs> Mine does every day, Bubba. But I don't know. I'm I'm getting. I got to calm down. Blood pressure. Um, well, okay. mine's already reached its peak. But if I keep eating this ham, it's going to go through the roof. <laughs> it's good though. Yeah. My gosh, that smoke's doing some wonderful things. But here's the thing. Yes. Dutch Mantel, Jim Cornette, there's been a lot of great minds in the business. But now it's time for them to back away and let these kids and let these adults do the way that they know things are doing very well. Yeah. People are liking Orange Cassidy. I was not an Orange Cassidy fan. Me but too. Then he grew on I then he grew on me. Exactly. He started doing he was a heck he's a heck of a wrestler. At first, I thought he was he was garbage, but now, heck, this kid has come up in the ranks. And then the Miz, I didn't yep. like the Miz at all. Right now, I think he's fantastic. You know, when the Miz first came out of that uh, stupid reality show, and mm-hmm. about the time I started having a little bit more respect for the Miz was when he and John Morrison uh, did that tag team together. I could start oh, yeah. seeing some talent there. Not the biggest guy, but he was in that that era where 
the big guy with the muscles and then going down to the little guy, it was kind of going more getting away from the big guy with the muscles. So that was where True. a lot of people got involved with the Miz. So, but anyway, I agree. I agree. 100%. Been amazing. What this month has, uh, this two months or whatever it's been, uh, we've got a new NWA world heavyweight champion in EC3. Uh-huh. And I'm sorry, Tyrus, but that was the crappiest match I have ever watched. Oh, I didn't watch it, so. It was a, it was bad. Tyrus looked so, he was, he looked so weak. He looked like he was, he was out of breath the first five minutes of the match. EC had to carry him and Tyrus is now retired. Thank God. Yeah. Um, you can always do a podcast. Yeah, he's on Fox News all the time. Yeah. Um, that's almost like a podcast. But the thing of it is, is now we have that. And I saw where EC3 had to, you know, step away from DCW because of other obligations. Uh, We also have a new women's uh, champion in NWA, uh, uh, Camille yes. lost her belt. So, mm-hmm. and she's good. She did, but that was a heck of a streak. Yep. And now you have a new DCW champion. Yeah. I got to meet and him. And I before. was shocked to see who it was. Uh, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. That was amazing. The that, Chris I mean, Adonis. congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. Glad that he's got the belt. I see DCW is still taking off and our friend, the lemonade stand, Mr. Manny, I swear, if you want security work, I've got some help for you over here. <laughs> uh, great thing on Raw that you did. Love that. That was great. Uh, Manny, you're everywhere these days. I mean, it's just been amazing to watch you grow. Awesome, man. Yeah. Totally awesome. And uh, DCW is going to be in my backyard coming up uh, in October. Uh, I have been in touch with Manny. I'm going to go to the matches, even though I'm still having some pretty major health issues, I'm going to uh, get my wheelchair out and <laughs> I'm going to go and, and just have some fun and trying to get a lot of people in the, the Logan area to go with me. And I hope they definitely will. If you listen to this podcast in Logan or anywhere in Northern Utah or Southern Idaho, uh, October the 14th, it's at the arena right next to the ice arena. And uh, you will have a great time with DCW. The guys put on a good, good show. It looks that way. I mean, you've got all these other um, organizations and everything is working out very well for uh, DCW. I've been looking at Tombstone Jesus. I mean, he's been out and about and everywhere too. Tombstone, it's been a while since we've heard from you. I wish we could find out how everything's going with you. I tried to get in touch with him. I was going to be doing an interview with him, and that's about the time they put me in the hospital. So Tombstone, oh if you happen to hear this or anybody that knows Tombstone, tell him I'm still planning on trying to get in touch with him so we can get in touch with uh, one of the great guys in professional wrestling, in the, in the indie scene, in Tombstone Jesus. So we'll we'll have to do that. we got some matches coming here to North Carolina. AWL or ALW is here. They're bringing in the Rock and Roll Express or and there's bringing other wrestlers in. Uh, they're having a midget match going on sometime next month. I don't really know. That's going to be a small venue. Oh, I'm sorry. But we'll, we'll have to go from there, and hopefully I can see one. I know that AEW is coming to Charlotte uh, soon. 
So we'll have to find out. I don't know how much the tickets are, but we'll see what goes on there. Yep. Other than that, it's been interesting time in, in professional wrestling. And yep. maybe one of these days when our when we can get back together, it'll be me, you, and Zane, and we can have the three way again and we can figure out what's going on. But it's been a very it's been a blast being on here again. And if anybody has anything they want to say on the Facebook page, please put it on in. We've I'd love to thank everybody that has been active on the Facebook page. Yeah. It's been very interesting. Very, very interesting. Well, and, uh, and good luck in your new job that you just uh, took. And uh... <laughs> Yeah, it's been fun. <laughs> it's been fun. <laughs> well, you we, know, we have a new... You know, go ahead. I was going to say, there's never a perfect job. No, but now that we have a, uh, we have a new sheriff officer that just came in, and if everybody's been seeing this online, you know that Iredell County is in Statesville where I live. And a new sheriff officer has come in. And, wow, he's from the WWE. And yet, yeah, you I and never I, would have guessed it. Let, let's, not, let's not give the name yet, because I know you're trying yeah. to set up an interview with him. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I, would, I would personally like to talk to him because I was a fan of his work while he was wrestling. So we'll have to see what's going on. Okay. Well, hopefully maybe get that to it. If, uh, like we talked about before the podcast and see if he's still under a contract that says he can or can't. Yeah. But we will see, but let me tell you something, folks, when we found out and when it came online, it just blew up the internet. And I'll just say this. I didn't know who it was until I looked up the picture and I was like, wow. So we will see, folks. We shall see. And I would, I would add that. Wow, a really yeah good, talented performer. Okay. Yes. Well, uh, anything else you want to add? Not really. I th- thank everybody for being on uh, Facebook page. Keep going, and keep this podcast running. And if you know anybody that loves professional wrestling, kick them on over to us real quick and let them see how fans talk about wrestling and not talking heads. Okay, Chris, we appreciate it, and uh, uh, we will uh, hopefully have Zane on uh, really soon and get another one. All right, sounds like a winner. This is TurnbuckleTrash.net. Wrestling was an essential service. Yes! 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 Pro wrestling from a fan's perspective. Correct! The thoughts and opinions heard on the proceeding program are not necessarily those of an intelligent human being. Well, if you want a rematch, you are getting one. <laughs> this is Turnbuckle Trash. Go right ahead. Thank you. You know what? That's cool. That's cool. They come out in a wheelchair. Oh, my gimmick with a jumpsuit. Do get the Vince McMahon. Yeah, he did, didn't he? Three hour raw. <laughs> I still like three hour raw. I hate it. It's almost like St. Louis uh, Cardinal Baseball. Oh, <laughs> More misses with them. No, well, go Reds. Yeah. No, <laughs> NBC. Bong, bong, bong. But I don't work that way. I wouldn't work that way. I won't work that way. But they're starting to say, Oh, and I was a kid. Wrestling wasn't that way. And I wish you would go back to the way it was. And they start singing Barbara Streisand songs. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
Oh, see, Jim, Jim can't really talk because he had a wrestling match with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Because your stuff oh, yes. does stink sometimes. I gotta calm down. Blood pressure. Um, so be quiet. <laughs>